Zach Blackerby, Brett Smith here with you. We're now joined by Corey Osteen with Creative Habitats. Good, Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's been a minute. Glad to I have know, you back no in doubt. Studio. Boy, we have been blessed with so much work. And, uh, you know, I needed to focus on getting the crews out and making designs and keeping people happy. So haven't been here in a little while. No, glad you're back. Glad you're back. So you always have a fun topic to discuss every time you, uh, you come in. What are we tackling today? Today we are talking about keeping Auburn Opelika beautiful. All right. Not only are we talking about it out on YouTube, thanks for, to a most excellent student in filmography from Auburn University and working with her. Um, we have produced a video that really uh, communicates this idea. It's called Keeping Auburn Opelika Beautiful. And if you're a, a mayor, a council member, or just the average Joe, I, I uh, challenge you to go on YouTube and type in Keeping Auburn Opelika Beautiful, and there you will see a fantastic job of illustrating my ideas. Cool. And so kind of give us uh, the gist of what we can expect if, uh, if we go and watch that. Well, um, really talking about changing the ways we think about development and uh, our yards, really. Um, and a lot of this stems from a passion that I've had. Really, when I, when I look back in my childhood, uh, I lived in your pretty typical neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, my house in, in this, I don't know, probably a 50 by 50 yard, we had 16 trees. And little did I know that that set the, that set the stage for what my career would one day be. Um, and through that yard that had cypress trees, maple trees, a few oak trees, um, and the nature that that brought in, that really created a passion in my heart for what would one day become my career, which is landscape design and installation. Sure, sure, absolutely. So the easiest way to find this video that you guys put together is just search Keeping Auburn Opelika Beautiful on YouTube. That is correct. Okay. Um, I, had a, I had a blast shooting this with, uh, her name was Brantley. Uh, we went out into the woods to shoot this video, and um, it was really interesting. She, she made me feel like a movie star, man. She's like, action, and, and take one, take two. And uh, it was really interesting to see what a well-done video uh, put all together. Um, what I, I gained a new appreciation for movie making. Although it's only a little two-minute video, sure. um, I felt like a movie star. That's cool. That's cool. We're joined this morning by Corey Osteen with Creative Habitats Landscaping. This morning, we've talked time and time again about your love for nature and kind of what all goes into that. And it's it's always fun talking to you because it comes out so much, you know, how much you love all of this and the importance of it all. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, over the over the last 21 years, I've easily been at a couple thousand homes and I, I see I hear a lot of parents communicate, oh, gosh, I want a place for my kids to play. Um, and. They always think of it in terms of, I have to have grass. I have to have grass for my kids to play. Well, you know, if, if, if I were to put an adult out there in the hot sun, they're probably not going to want to stay out there very long. But if we redefine the way that we think about our yards in terms of trees and nature, um, suddenly a boring patch of grass becomes a fascinating place for our kids to explore. Um, so... You know, through my experience, I've found that there's a different way of thinking about our backyards. Um, you know, a lot of people, they're, they're thinking about their landscape, and, and a lot of times land, landscapes are very lifeless, particularly in a new development when everything has been bulldozed and there's nothing there but grass. Mm. Um, you know, 
bugs are something that we a lot of times think of negative, but whenever you have a healthy landscape, you start with bugs. You then that attracts that attracts uh, birds, that attracts nature back into your yard. And a boring patch of grass suddenly becomes something that you can sit out there, you can observe nature, you can be part of nature. And in a lot of our newer developments, that's something that's missing. Um, a term that I've always used for evaluating the health of a development is, what does your neighborhood sound like? Now, that's a really weird question when it comes to landscaping. What does your development, what does your landscape sound like? And I think over in Cary Woods, I, I've, that's where that, that idea popped into my head, where I've been out there in the morning, and you hear so much activity from birds. Um, I've seen deer over there. Mm. Um, there's just a lot of life in that neighborhood, which is older. I, I think at one time it was nothing but pasture, because I can still see the terraces from many, many, many years ago. Um, but since then, it, it's been allowed to grow up and uh, develop into a, a really beautiful area. And I've used that as sort of a model for what can other neighborhoods look like. You know, we're, we're, we've got the what I call the strip mine developments where everything has been bulldozed, everything has been flattened, everything that nature uh, took 40, 50 years to produce has been stripped away. Well, um, it's sad, but it's not an ending point. It can also be a start point where if at this part of the game in a new development, people begin to think about, gosh, what is this place going to look like in 20 years? Um, a lot of this can be changed, very low budget, you know, a little tiny tree. There, there's a, a house over in Burke Place in 2000. The city of Auburn did trees 2000. And I planted a live, two live oak trees that were maybe three foot tall. Sure. Those trees are probably 35 foot tall and, and just beautiful as can be. Yeah. Um, I love seeing that. And that's the vision that I have that, you know, I, I, I understand developers, you know, y'all have to hit a bottom line and, and maybe bulldoze and everything is the most economical way of doing that. Um, but neighbors, peoples of those neighborhoods, if you have a forward thinking vision of what your neighborhood can look like, um, you can change that. And, uh, you know, there's been two universities, I believe it was University of Tennessee and University of Maryland, both did a study on what effect trees have on the perceived value of a landscape. And they found that a house that has trees, the perceived value of that is 10 to 15% more than a house that has no trees. Wow. So this is something that for a, just a little bit of money, and we're not talking about big trees. You can do little trees, and in 15 to 20 years, you can transform the way that that neighborhood looks. Yeah. Absolutely. We're joined this morning by Corey Yostin with Creative Habitats Landscape, and we will continue our conversation next. Zach and Brett here with you. We are joined by Corey Yostin with Creative Habitats Landscaping this morning. And last segment, Corey, you were talking about, you know, kind of thinking long term with these neighborhoods and kind of having nature be a big part of it. Have we seen this be successful at other places? Yes, we have. And, uh, you know, in researching for this uh, spot this morning, sure. um, I started trying to go, gosh, has this been done before? Because I've been to, for instance, I've been to Jacksonville, Florida. I've toured a couple of developments down there where I, I, it seems more like you're in the national forest than you're in a neighborhood. So I've seen it done there, I've seen it done extremely well there, where, where neighborhoods you barely know there's a neighborhood. But in, in looking at this, um, I found out there's a community in uh that is called the village 
Okay. And and God, I thought that I had some not not really. I didn't I didn't know that I, I didn't think I had that revolutionary of thinking, but I was trying to put a couple things together and I found out that this has been done before. Some uh, a number of landscape architects have put together a community called the village. And this really fascinated me. What what it focused on was extremely small lot sizes, but very large community spaces. Incorporated into this community, they had agriculture. They had a, a an orchard that had about 300 trees in it, and here's the part that people are going to love. Um, I guess they contracted with someone to maintain this orchard. They also had other agricultural areas that were incorporated into this community, and it made money, and it helped pay the HOA dues. Cha-ching, there we are saving money. Some, some how, out of the how, box. How did they make money? Well, they would sell. It, it was an almond orchard. So they would be selling these almonds, and of course the people in that community would get almonds at a very discounted price, but also what they would sell from those agricultural pursuits, um, it would help fund the community. Um, so I, I just see some very, you know, I've always thought, when, when I was a kid, I used to, uh, when, when I was driving to elementary school, we'd go by a place called Skinner's Dairy. And uh, this is going to sound weird, but when I smell... A dairy farm, I have flashbacks, and I love the smell of a dairy. And I know that sounds a little bit weird because essentially we're smelling manure, but um, maybe that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. But I always thought, <laughs> wouldn't it be fascinating to have a high-density community with pastures all around and cows? Imagine your kids finding out that milk comes from cows and not a grocery store. Yeah. Imagine your kids finding out that uh, fruit comes from trees and not cans. Um, you know, imagine your kids seeing a, a field plowed and corn growing and, and learning those things. In other words, you're finding out that the things that sustain you actually have a start point and that they don't just magically appear in the grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, but but there was this community was developed with the idea of saving money um, with that. Let me give you an example. If you live in a neighborhood and there's 10 homes on your street, you probably have 10 different maintenance companies all mobilizing to cut your grass. Well, when you pay that one maintenance, that your individual maintenance company, you're having to pay for the mobilization fee. You're not getting anything done while that maintenance company is going there. So if you have a large community space with one maintenance company doing that because you've cut down the size of the yards, well, you're going to be paying less on your maintenance costs. Um, so there's, there's some ideas that will ultimately save you money. And what was interesting about this one uh, neighborhood or development called The Village, um, it was so well-designed and well-planned that the homes were going for 15 to $20 more per square foot, and the amount of time it took to sell those homes was 30% less. Wow. So now right now in our Kamani, I, I hear people put their house up for sale and like three hours later they're sold. It's crazy right now. I know these right things now, yeah. aren't necessarily a big deal to us right now, but we have seen times in the economy where maybe there's not that luxury. Um, but it was just really fascinating. They, they did things where instead of the sidewalks being in front of the house, they were behind the house. Um, they had open drainage where instead of not like sewage, but rain runoff, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, they had open drainage where they would create creeks and, and areas that would uh, the water would run off. Um, and instead of it all being piped underneath, they had it going across the ground. It was just really brilliant things that, uh, you know, it was a planned community where it was a little bit outside of the box. In other words, the psychology 
of that development was very different than the typical psychology. And, you know, I know right now I'm talking on a large scale of development, but a lot of these things can be done on a small scale. Uh, in other words, maybe you have a really large yard. In fact, we just did a, a, we did a couple homes that were on, I think, three acres, massive amounts of grass. Sure. And it was all because the developer went in and pushed over all the trees. And uh, I was, I mean, their first water bill, this is mind-blowing. Their first water bill was $1,000. Oh, my gosh. And if, if they just left the trees, if they'd just gone in and done forestry mulching, um, the people would pretty much have a complete yard. They wouldn't have really needed to call me to work there for a couple of weeks. Their irrigation would have been less. The amount of grass they would have would be less. The amount of turf management on that grass would be less. So we're talking about a very long-term impact on this. If, if those yards have been designed to just need a little bit of water, take that $1,000, put it in your retirement fund. Yeah. Let, it, let that compounding interest go to work. But no, that $1,000 had to go to, to water and grass, keeping it green. And, and they're, they're putting their money out there on the yard instead of in, in another investment. So the idea is that I'm, I'm encouraging people to, to embrace, uh, encouraging cities to embrace, and keeping Auburn Opelika beautiful really have to do with the psychology of our landscape and changing the way that we think about what we do with the natural resources that we have in the Auburn Opelika area. We're joined this morning by Corey Osteen with Creative Habitats Landscape, and we will continue our conversation next. Final few minutes of this hour of Auburn Opelika this morning. Zach Blockerby, Brett Smith, joined by Corey Osteen with Creative Habitats Landscaping. Got a few minutes left to go here. Uh, Corey, you mentioned over the break that you guys are working with Auburn University with no, something. Not, not Auburn. I, I'm, I I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I can't. I'm sorry. That's why I said a university. I apologize. But, um, but yeah, we're in the beginning stages of working with a university okay. um, on a project about water conservation and chemical leaching. Um so uh, we're, we're hoping this uh, turns into something fruitful. But it's, and I know you're like, water conservation. We've had, we had, well, I think in Alabama, by April, we had the whole Alabama annual amount of water. So I know when wow. I'm start, starting to talk about water with people, they're like, why do we even need to talk about this? But in general, in Alabama, there are times where it can be a really big issue. And, um, we're we're working on trying to figure out ways to use water more wisely and and whether we need water or not we're still putting a lot of chemicals on our yards and and i'm not down to that at all everyone wants to have a weed-free yard that they go out and it looks beautiful and the kids can run around on yeah but we're, we're putting a lot of chemicals on that and that of course runs off into our streams and it has an impact downstream and uh, the question is just being asked, well, how do you reduce this? How do you um, manage that better? So uh, it's, it's a real honor to be uh, toying around with that idea. And, um, you know, my, my solution is it starts with the design, but uh, with this project that we hope to be a part of, um, we, we really hope that we can make an impact in the way that things are done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things I love every time you come in here is you kind of uh, you give a shout out to a member of your team, your everyday heroes. Yes. Kind of thing. Uh, yes. Anybody want to give some love to this morning? Absolutely. Um, you know, I look at people's lives and, and like I've been so blessed with amazing parents who have uh, I was talking to my mom yesterday 
And, uh, like, w- we were recycling before it was cool. I remember being in second, third grade, and she's like, bring home your sandwich bag. We only have so much money. Um, but I've been blessed with some great parents, but but not everyone has. And uh, one of the guys on my crew, um, you know, I'm not going to go into detail, but he had everything against him. Mm. And he he made some decisions that put him in a bad position. And... Uh, we, we worked with him, and he has transcended that. It is the coolest thing. I see a guy, he's out there making an honest living, working, valuing work, um, humble, always trying to uh, make my company a better place. On the weekends, he's dedicated to his kids. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, we, we very much have an agreement. In fact, this is really part of our company culture yeah. that I want my guys with their families on the weekend. But for him, he really values that, being with his kids and all. And uh, he's become a, a very valuable player on our team. Um, without saying too much, a uh, little bit of wax, and I can see my reflection on your scalp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, but uh, whenever I see growth like that amongst people, um, I, I consider that to be sort of an everyday hero kind of thing. Heroes are That's not cool. always the people we see on TV, but they're the person right next to us working. Corey, in about 30 seconds or so, uh Tell folks how they can find um, you know, the video that you guys got made. Uh, go to go on YouTube, Keeping Auburn Open Like a Beautiful. It's real simple. Just type in Keeping Auburn Open Like a Beautiful. You will see a very well-produced uh, video. It's about two minutes long. Just talking about these concepts, illustrating them through the, the powers of film or YouTube or whatever. Sure. Um, again, this is Creative Habitats Landscaping. Uh, you know, we, we aim to not plant plants, but create a living work of art in people's yards, as well as one that is one with nature. And how can folks reach out to you guys? Uh, best way to do it is uh, just type in creativehabitats.net. That is creativehabitats.net. And uh, that'll pull up our website. Cool. And you can reach us from there. Awesome. Thank you for your time as always, man. You bet. Brad, I'll see you tomorrow, bud. Okay. All right. <laughs> Hey, hour number two coming your way in just a moment. Fox News, local news, sports, and more coming up.